0: Health can be complex, confusing and downright frustrating, but it doesn't have to be. I'm Jeff Butterworth, naturopath and co-founder of Happy Healthy You, a health resource for you to lead your best life. Come and join me and the whole team of health specialists at Happy Healthy You to learn about everything from sleep to stress, hormones to healthy eating. We're here to help you on your personal health journey to live a vibrant, successful and most importantly, happy life. Teenage hormonal health. Hi, my name is Jeff Butterworth, and I am a naturopath. And I have been specializing in women's health for over the past 25 years. And one of the great pleasures for me has been helping and educating young women how to take responsibility for their own hormones. Because after all, your hormones are something that you're going to live with your entire life. And the sooner that you can understand what's happening in your body, how those symptoms are affecting your body and what you can do about it, then the sooner you can take back control and it's a really powerful thing for you. So today we're going to talk about a few conditions, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis and all the symptoms that are common during those teenage years. I'm going to educate you around why they're occurring in your body, what's happening, the physiology that's occurring in those conditions and what you can do to start to take back control of those hormones yourself and you certainly can. And with the right integrated approach and that's using natural medicines, using complementary medicines where you need, you can have the best results for you and your body for your entire life. So let's get into it. So the, the common symptoms or one of the most common symptoms that occurs when your hormones start to shift and change in your body are emotional symptoms. Now, it's really strange because you're feeling these emotional, mental symptoms like anxiety, where you're feeling really tense and nervous on the inside, it may be depression where you just have a real cloud of darkness that descends over you. Could be those mood swings where one minute you're happy and laughing, the next minute you're feeling agitated and irritable. So what's really important to understand there, if these symptoms are just developing now, is they're more than likely linked to these changes in your hormones. So a physical change that's occurring, causing a mental and emotional feeling. So these hormones that are shifting primarily They're called estrogen. Another one is called progesterone. And another one is called testosterone to a lesser degree. So these three hormones start to surge as you go into puberty. And that causes your emotions and your emotional well-being to change. So it's really important to understand that that's caused by a physical sensation. So now you're not going crazy. And it's very common that you're going to feel this way. But it's a physical thing that's causing you to feel this way. So it's really just important just to put that context around that and understand, ah oh, my hormones are making me feel this way. And that can be a motivating factor to make some of those changes we're going to talk about later. Another common symptom that you might be experiencing is acne. So your skin starts to change. Your skin becomes a bit more oily, and that's all to do with that surge of hormones as well. And it can be just a few pimples right through to cystic acne. And obviously that needs treating. And there are, again, natural ways you can treat them without having to resort to heavy antibiotics. And it's really important that we get these conditions under control early because when they progress into cystic acne, then antibiotics often the only solution that will resolve that. So it's all about a stitch in time saves nine, particularly when it comes to acne, but a whole range of hormonal conditions as well you're more than likely starting to suffer symptoms around your period. And it's normal when you get your first or second or even third period to experience pain uh, when it's beginning. But if that persists, then you may have maybe signs of something deeper that's happening in your body. And I say if you've got those pain levels, that are any greater than a six out of 10. So 10 being very bad and one only very mild then you may need to get a diagnosis. And we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to different conditions. So so these periods certainly can be uh, painful. And another important thing to understand that it's normal to go through these things, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to suffer from these things. So a lot of your friends will be suffering from this, but that doesn't mean that you have to suffer from this. It just means that your hormones are surging, but there are certainly things that we can do about that. You may be getting heavy periods so that may be associated with the pain but you might be just getting a really heavy flow that's lasting for more than seven days so that's something we need to address as well on the flip side you might be finding your periods are very very light or you may not be getting a period for three or four months now that may be a sign of a condition underlying condition we need to treat as well you may have noticed that your sleep has changed and once upon a time you used to wake up early but Now that you find that you're sleeping later and you're waking up later. This is a common thing with teenagers and it's associated with these changes in hormones. You might find that you're craving a whole lot of different foods, sweet foods, um, and that can actually affect your hormones as well. But that's a common thing that happens as these hormones start to shift and change. And you may be finding that your hair is getting greasy and you are getting other sort of Uh, acne growing in your back, you might be fine. you're getting hair growing in all sorts of different places that it shouldn't be. And that can be a sign of different other conditions as well. So let's have a look at them. So there's two primary conditions that you may need a diagnosis for. And this is for more severe uh, symptoms. So the first one is a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome. So quite a mouthful and a simple way is we can call it PCOS. So polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now, what happens in PCOS is your ovaries um, develop cysts. So you're not ovulating as uh, efficiently as what you should be and these cysts develop. And that can be quite painful and cause really painful, heavy periods and it can cause uh, facial hair growing, it can cause acne, can cause weight gain. So if you have any of these symptoms, it can also cause uh, delayed periods as well. So this might mean you might get a period every 38 days, or it may mean that you get one every three or four months. So a normal period should be around 28 to 30 days. So if it's any longer than that, that could be a sign of polycystic ovarian syndrome. So that can combine with maybe weight gain, not always, but can be weight gain, hair growth, heavy, painful periods, and acne are the common signs of polycystic ovarian syndrome. And approximately 20% of women suffer from polycystic ovarian syndrome now. So it's very common, but it's not normal. So we can certainly treat it. And we'll give you some tips and tricks later on how you can manage your PCOS if that's a situation for you. But first of all, you need to get a diagnosis. Now this, it might sound really simple, but it's actually really quite difficult to get a diagnosis from a doctor with PCOS. And that's because many doctors don't understand PCOS. And on average, most women have to go to seven to eight doctors to get a diagnosis. So I'd encourage you to really look at your symptoms, go and research those symptoms and see, is this something that resonates with me? Do your own research and then go and see your doctor and have that discussion is, listen, this is what I'm suffering from and don't accept it. They say, well, painful periods are normal at your age. They're common, they're not normal. Okay, so, and and you don't have to suffer from them. So it's really important that you get that diagnosis and then you can then understand what's happening in your body and take proactive steps to treat that with natural medicines maybe and diet and lifestyle. The second one is endometriosis. Now, this is an equally chronic and serious condition. And around 11% of women suffer from endometriosis. Now, these are the ones that have been diagnosed. Uh, A lot of women probably go through life with endometriosis and don't even get a diagnosis. So endometriosis is even more difficult to get a diagnosis than PCOS. So do your research on your symptoms. And I generally say if, if those, if your periods are more painful than a 6 out of 10, so 10 being really, really excruciating and 1 being very mild, then certainly go and see your doctor, tell him those symptoms, and the symptoms being heavy, painful periods. Um, you can even get digestive changes and painful when you're going to the toilet using your bowels and even urination. So if you're getting these heavy, painful periods, then certainly go to your doctor and get it investigated. And because it's something that absolutely needs a diagnosis and the sooner you treat endometriosis, then the better the outcomes are longer term. Okay, so there's some of the common things we're talking about, those mood changes, acne, uh, sometimes the the heavy painful periods or periods that are uh, not coming at all. So you can really get a whole spectrum of different Uh, symptoms. And it's really important to understand that this is your body and everybody is different. And so you'll have a unique set of symptoms of how your body is reacting to that. So understanding what your patterns are. And there's a, a philosophy that you can do some research on yourself if you want. We've got articles in that you can read called natural fertility management. And you can actually take your temperature across your cycle. And that will show you when your hormones are increasing and decreasing. And you can then start to understand better how regular cycle is. And I'd really recommend that you use different period tracking apps. So you can get an idea of how regular you are and put your symptoms down. And that can be really beneficial for a doctor when you go and see them, if you're looking at any sort of diagnosis of different conditions. Okay, so what's happening in your body? So we mentioned earlier just about these three main hormones your estrogen progesterone and testosterone now as your body goes into puberty you get a big surge of these hormones because your body is preparing itself for pregnancy and your fertility that's going to stay with you up until around about the age of 50 so you've potentially got 30 35 years of fertility and your body's preparing yourself for that and big changes are happening in your body. So it's important to be kind on yourself because this is a really accelerated growth period. But so what's happening, you're getting this surge of hormones and that's causing the acne and the oily skin and the painful periods, heavy periods sometimes. Now, some of your girlfriends, for example, you may have talked to are not having any problems at all. So why is that? And the reason for that is, that your body is not dealing with those hormones, that surge of hormones. It's not breaking those hormones and excreting them out of the system. So you've got this big surge. And if your body's not getting rid of those hormones, you're getting a double and triple effect to those hormones. And that occurs mainly through your liver and through your digestive system. So your body produces these hormones and they have an effect on your body. And then they're in your blood system and then they go into your liver and your liver should break them down. Now, if your liver is not working efficiently, so your liver may not be diseased, but it may not be working efficiently, maybe from the diet and lifestyle, it could be a genetic thing as well. If it's not working efficiently, it's not going to break those hormones down. So it's then going to get passed into your digestive system. And if your digestive system is not excreting those hormones, you may be constipated or your digestive system's not working well, you will reabsorb those hormones back into your blood system. So you're getting hormones being produced by your body, you're getting reabsorption of your hormones, and then you're getting these two times, three times, maybe five times effect of these hormones that's causing all these symptoms. As I said, the, the acne starts to break out, the, the heavy, painful periods, or at the same time, you might be getting these cysts growing in your ovaries. There may be a whole range of, of tissue changes that happen in your body, and that's caused by these surge of hormones not being cleared out from your body. So what we need to do to treat that or to help your body with that is to improve your liver function and to improve your digestive function. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we get into the diet and lifestyle, but it's really important that we get, and you understand that this is really important that we get that hormone clearance working efficiently because that's going to stay with you, as I said, your whole life and it it may be affecting you now, but you might find when you fall pregnant, when you get a surge of hormones, it's important that they're clearing out of your body properly. When you're getting into a stage of life in your 40s, when you're getting a condition called perimenopause, if you're not clearing those hormones well, then you're going to have more symptoms. So it's really important to understand at this early age that a lot of your symptoms are associated with your body not clearing those hormones out well. The other important reason to understand that is because more than likely when you go to the doctor, they're going to recommend that you take hormones as a treatment option. So either the contraceptive pill or these different intrauterine devices, there's a whole range of different hormones that they use for therapy. Now, often that will help in the short term, but what it really is, is putting a bandaid on your system. And if you're not metabolizing your hormones and clearing your hormone, you're actually putting more of the problem on top. So, It's important to understand that and it's important to understand if you're offered the contraceptive pill as a treatment to understand what it's doing for your body. And we've got a range of different articles about what the actual contraceptive pill does do for your body. So I'm not saying not to use the contraceptive pill. What I'm saying is do your research around it and understand the effect that it's having on your body. Because sometimes in severe conditions, it may be a legitimate treatment option. But what I always say is we always try and treat any condition naturally first and if we can get the results then fantastic if not then we work with more of an integrated approach where we're using the natural and more of the medical options the second part I like to talk about is stress now you're going through a really stressful phase in life both uh, physically with all these hormones shifting and changing but also everything that's happening in life so with school with the pressure of developing into the community there's a lot of stress that you need to go through and stress is the number one disruptor of hormones so it's actually a real shame that we're putting our young adults teenagers through so much stress at this time because your bodies are developing so much but also asking a lot of you in terms of schooling in terms of maybe sporting whatever you're doing in life it can be a really stressful time so it's important to understand that that stress, it's a bit like a brick wall that you're building these bricks up all the time. And if that brick wall is not strong, the stress will just push it over. And it's a little bit like your hormones. So you're getting all these stresses building up in your life. And then that can just really disrupt your hormones completely and make your hormones go haywire. And sometimes you're going to feel like you really are going crazy because as I said, hormones are these really powerful messengers and they make you feel emotionally really out of balance and out of sorts and stress can be a really primary contributing factor to that so ways you manage stress are not taking on too much but just doing things for yourself whether it be reading a book uh, exercising going for a swim uh, learning how to meditate learning how to breathe properly and doing breathing exercises there's lots of different ways to manage stress looking to maybe minimize the amount of screen time because that can add to stressing your nervous system as well. And getting that balance in life is really, really important. And if you can learn that from a young age, you'll carry that through your entire life. Because I'm seeing women in their 40s, 50s, every single day that they're not managing their stress and they haven't managed their stress since teenagers and it's severely affecting their hormones. So really keep that at the front of your mind always and start to... Really understand and become intuitive about your body and and listen to what your body's saying. And it's a really important thing that the more you can use your intuition with your body, the more powerful that a tool can be as you grow older. Now, finally, I'd like to talk a little bit about your diet and lifestyle. Now, what you put into your body is has a huge impact on your hormones. It has a huge impact on your overall health. And these things like particularly sugar is a big impact on your hormones because sugar really can damage your liver function and often a lot of the foods that teenagers are consuming a lot of soft drinks a lot of sweets because you're craving these foods because you're often growing but also with your hormones that can really disrupt your hormones as well because those sugar levels because your sugar levels can go like this so when the sugar levels drop down, you're craving. And if you're having something sweet, then you get a spike in sugar levels. And then you might feel a bit hyper and active. And then your sugar levels will plummet again because your body doesn't like high sugar levels. And that's because this or develops this cycle of up and down craving the sugars. And that can that's linked with your hormones as well. So you'll notice that these cravings occur more premenstrually. So that's just before your period. So it's showing how it's linked together. So really watching the amount of sugar that you eat Uh, watching the amount of refined white foods that you have. So try and avoid foods that are white. So white sugar, white uh, bread, white rice, anything that's been processed, any carbohydrates that have been processed to make them white, avoiding them is much better. And that'll minimize the, particularly in conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's really important that you watch your sugar intake because it's very closely linked to that condition. Uh, we mentioned before about the liver and the digestive system. Now, it's important that you keep your bowels working regularly. So at least once a day, preferably twice a day. Now, it's not a great thing to talk about, but it's really important for your health, because if you're not eliminating those hormones out of your digestive system, you're going to get that reabsorption I was talking about. So The way that we keep our digestive system working well is eating what we call whole foods so foods that haven't been processed so that's fruit vegetables whole grains so brown rice uh, brown bread uh, nuts and seeds legumes which your beans things like red kidney beans all these natural foods that haven't been processed contain fiber and why it's important, apart from making your bowels regular, they bind to a lot of those hormones and take them out of the system. But they also feed your microbiome. So your microbiome are those good bacteria in your digestive tummy. So they're often destroyed from antibiotics, and a lot of people have a really poor microbiome in your digestive tract. But why they're important is... They help to break down those hormones, but they also modulate your mood and how you feel a lot because over 90% of your serotonin levels, which is your uh, feel one of your feel-good hormones, is made by these bacteria in your digestive system. And anxiety and depression are really closely linked with your digestive health. So just for your overall health for your entire life, being focused on your digestive system and your digestive health is really, really, really important. And the way that you manage your digestive health is by feeding it and putting those high fiber foods into your system and also coming back to your stress levels. If you're stressed, then your body goes into almost an emergency state. And when it's in an emergency state, it takes energy away from your digestive system. So if you're stressed and then you're eating still, you're not going to digest those foods well. And I see so many young women with digestive problems and it's often associated with stress and it's often associated with eating these refined and processed foods. So if it comes in a wrapper, there's the chances are that it's been highly processed and these foods really should be avoided. It's fine a little bit here and there, but try and make the predominant of your diet, these whole foods, eating the foods that your mum's cooked, the healthy foods, but also learning how to prepare these foods yourself is really, really important at this stage in life because an understanding that what you put in your mouth is what you're going to get out of your body. So if you're suffering from acne, for example, um, limiting dairy products is really important. Limiting wheat products is important and limiting sugar and if you can avoid those three things, you're gonna find that your skin improves dramatically. And if your bowels are not working regularly, then that's a problem. Now on the flip side, often some teenagers can develop conditions called irritable bowel syndrome, where uh, you may be getting more diarrhea and loose uh, motion. So that's something where you may be intolerant to certain foods, you've maybe been eating foods that are over-processed. So again, Eating foods, whole foods can really settle that down and managing your stress levels. Because when you're stressed all the time, the same thing can happen where that uh, the food that you're eating is not being digested and it's going straight through you. And that can be a problem because you're not going to be absorbing your nutrients from there. A couple of other things for you, um, apart from the, the fiber, keeping away from sugar, avoiding Caffeinated drinks. So, your Red Bulls, any of these energy drinks are really, really bad for your hormonal health. Coffee as well. So, anything with caffeine in it is an artificial stimulation. So, for every artificial up, you have an equal down. So, it's important to understand that. And, you know, if you're studying and you need to stay up late for an exam, you might need this as a short term thing, but certainly don't make it a habit. And if you're having any more than one coffee a day and any more than one sugary drink, I would say any amount of these sugary drinks is a real no-no. And the amount of sugar that you're getting in, for example, uh, Coca-Cola or a Pepsi or a 7-Up is is huge. It's like up to 12 teaspoons of sugar in one go. And if you're then adding that with other processed foods, this can really damage your liver function and can really upset your hormonal balance. So lots of thought there. And and it's, it's sometimes it's really difficult because... Um, Often as teenagers, we can do whatever we want and we can get away with it. But when it comes to hormones, your diet plays a really significant role in how your hormones are metabolized, how your hormones are broken down and how they're excreted out of your system. So I'm not gonna go on too much about that. There are some natural medicines that you can also look at as well. Things that can help with painful periods. Uh, You can write these down. Zinc is a really important one for acne painful periods and often teenagers are deficient in zinc. Evening primrose oil. Now this is just what we call an essential fatty acid. It can be a fantastic option for painful periods, heavy periods. Uh, And there's lots of herbal medicines that you can look at as well. So things like Vitex, Dong Quai, Sage, Black Cohosh. There's a range of different herbal medicines that can really help to help your body control that in your brain There's a hormonal control center glands called pituitary and your pineal gland so hypothalamus now herbal medicines are really good to help control your hormonal control center so they're certainly not uh, a cure but they can be really helpful to manage those heavy periods painful periods and periods which are disrupted and they can also really help with these mental emotional symptoms that go along with these surging hormones so these mood swings and so forth so um, you can you know you don't need to get the individual ones there's some really great complexes our happy hormones is a good one that has a lot of those hormones in there Um, and another one is is those probiotics we talked about those beneficial bacteria so you can get probiotics either through your diet through yogurt and fermented foods or you can take capsules or there are live probiotics you can get in fermented drinks like you might have heard of kombucha and kefir and things like that as well so so zinc uh evening primrose oil uh different herbal medicines uh probiotics and you know even sometimes if you've got uh if you've been diagnosed with pcos or endometriosis then one of our practitioners we have naturopath specialist naturopath that you can see in our online clinic and it might be a great thing to do is to make an appointment and bring your mother along with that or your father and they can help you uh, if you've had one of those diagnoses because these are serious conditions and you need to be managed uh, by professional naturopaths in conjunction with your medical doctor as well so I hope you got some tips and tricks out of that. We've got lots of other tools on our website in terms of recipes and advice. And we've got different groups. We've even got a a Facebook group called Happy Teens that you can ask questions and you can even come into our main group, main Happy Hormones group. And we love to see you in there asking questions, learning about your hormonal health. And we're here, a whole team of naturopaths and nutritionists and yoga instructors are there. And as I said, that's our passion is to really help you and to help you learn about your hormones from a young age. So hope you got something out of this and we hope to see you in our groups one day. If you like this, share it with your friends and we look forward to seeing you soon.